Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of So For Real Conversations. And today, as you've seen from the title, we're going to be talking about primes. And no, not Optimus and them. Ain't no Transformers and shit. No, but I mean the prime of your life, right? The prime of your life. Uh, Nas, one of the greatest. Nas, one of my top, like one of my biggest influences as a lyricist, as a writer. You feel me? If you know me, you know. Like, you feel me? I will get my top five. I, I will get my top five one day, but no time soon. But um, yeah, so Nas just won the Billboard Award at 49 years old for the first time for any of his music. Nas, Nas finally won something. I'm like, bruh, Nas been well-deserving, but Nas never bitch, never complained, he never moaned, he never said shit. He just, you know, whatever. I know I'm better than this shit, but because he knew how good he was and he stayed consistent. He stayed putting out money, music. He stayed, you know what I'm saying, up in that space. And he made a statement in the speech that it touched me and it made me feel good. But in the speech, he said, I'm in my third prime. And I'm going to tell you a little secret about how these episodes come. I don't know how it works. It is what I mean when I say it's a download. I'll see something or I read something or something. It'll, it'll, it'll hit me. And then it'll be one thing sticks out the most. And it sticks out so much that it burns into my head almost. And in the way that it burns into my head, it's like it just keeps relooping and relooping and just expounding itself in a way. And then turns into an episode. But this particular one, when he said prime, I didn't hear none of his speech. I mean, I heard every part of his speech because it was like two or three slides and shit. But I heard him say, I'm in my third prime. And it hit me for a reason. When something hits me and he doesn't leave me, I'm like, there's a reason for that. So I sit with it. So as I'm sitting with it, you know, it's getting more aggravating with me. So I'm like, damn. Let me look up. Let me you already know how I rock. Let me look up the definition to see what the etymology of the word prime was. And so I'm looking it up. And again, when it sticks out, it sticks out. The the definition that hit me was from around 1400 that said, um, it's first in rank, degree, or importance. Right? All this time, I always thought like your prime was the greatest point of your life. So when I was like, I'm in my third prime, he was like, you know what I mean? It's when you have that it's almost like so how i'm viewing it right when it's at when it's the reminder you're in first and rank degree or importance right it's like there's no limitation to when you can elevate yourself to that first and rank degree or importance right and i'm i'm hitting like i'm thinking like damn i guess that's true and as I look at it, when it comes to us as men, I realize that we have as many problems as we want to have. They teach us a lot and they suppress us a lot as men. Because if a man is truly free, he no longer has to compete because he can find his own space to have his prime. Nas is the perfect example of that. Nas never competed. I know, well, he battled Jay, he beefed with Jay and shit, and he won. Again, he didn't compete. Like, you got to think about it. Nas didn't flow it in such a way that it's... Nas didn't structure it in such a way that it's not timeless. That's the beautiful thing about one of these, one of his realities. And it's like, so when he says, I'm in my third prime, I'm like, damn, you and your... Th and he was right. Because... Nas is still has that invigoration. It's not like he's trying to compete. It's not like he's trying to be like, he's just being Nas. 
And then, of course, he came out and made the challenge. He said, all the OGs of rap, come out and put some music out, bro. Like, we still here. Like, you feel me? Like, but I think Nas is the only one that can do that because Nas wasn't the one who was chasing the fame. Nas wasn't the one who was trying to be known and be famous. Nas was just trying to rap. You feel what I'm saying? And you can tell that. And so if when we look at that on a broader scale, when we look at that for us as men, it's like, what does that mean about our primes? Everybody's prime is related to sports, if you have it, or something in your childhood. You know what I'm saying? And if you didn't play sports, what's your prime? You know what I'm saying? We talk about glory days. We talk about all of that. And it's like understanding that prime isn't a peak. Prime is a degree of importance. And we can continually tap into that. But before I dive heavy into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore, just underscore, scene, underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. And to all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. And as always, Cash App and PayPal are just fine. And you know the vibes. That's that for this, and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into So Frail Conversations. Primes. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things just seen you want to add the so frail series to your library visit iamjustseen.com you want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing visit iamjustseen.com you want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees hoodies coffee mugs hats bags visit iamjustseen.com are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle visit iamjustseen.com you ever want to just chat with seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. Right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And so your prime, let me go ahead and hop straight into it because I was ending on that good note. Your prime isn't your peak. Your prime isn't your peak. And that's something that I'm stepping into now. And that's something that I'm learning and something that it hit me and it hit me at a perfect time in my life because I'm going to let y'all know right now I'm struggling with something. I'm struggling with getting into music again. And the reason why I'm struggling to get into music, because in my mind, literally, this is why this episode is kind of tying in and, you know, now it's came to nod and shit, but it was like in my mind. I was past my prime because in my mind, I had an internalized prime as peak. Now, this is important for seeing as many words as you know. I didn't look them all up, motherfucker. Again, there's still words that I got to go back and, you know, because it's, it, it hits you differently. You don't have when you I don't look up the real definition or etymology of a word until there's a reason for me to do it. You see what I'm saying? And that's only when that word hits me in a way that the other words don't. So, again, I know a lot of definitions, but I don't know a lot of the etymology for every definition I know of. You know what I'm saying? So when those come, then I had to take a step back and say, hey, you know, because contextually I was always using prime as the peak. This is the peak of my life. Because this is what they teach us. You feel me? You're going to have your prime. You have this. And they teach us in the life to only focus on one thing that's that we can have prime in, that we can be up. We can be our. They only focus, let us focus on one thing that we can reach our prime in. From the jump, we go to school and we start a career path and then we focus on one major and then we give kudos to the people who's, oh, you're a double major. Oh, my gosh, you're so smart. You're this, that, and the third. No, 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 no. That's not really smart because that's 
that's just showing that you're willing to be trained another way. And again, this is not a shit on anybody who got a double major and anybody who went to college. I went to college. I graduated with honors in forensic biology. We know the story. We know the vibes. I'm not shitting on nobody. I'm, t- I'm telling y'all that they do this so that we only focus on one thing and we put importance on one thing and we literally kill the rest of our, our reality. We now define ourselves as our major. It's the reason why it's called a major. <laughs> to let you know how significant it is supposed to be in your life and how significant you're supposed to make it when in the reality after you get the shit and you start working it for three years and then you get bored again you realize how insignificant it is but you've already put so much time in and put so much money in you can't leave it alone right they do this to keep us from having primes i never thought about it before it makes so much sense now when i think about it but you know, y'all know how I'm doing my rabbit hole this bitch. So as Nas said, he's in his third prime, right? And again, like I said, because I'm trying to get back. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm getting back into my music, but I'm taking it a different level. Like, I'm not trying to get signed. And and I think that's what the thing was, because when you think about somebody who's making music, rapping and shit like that, it's like, damn, nigga, you trying to get signed and get a deal and be. No, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I don't want to do no shows. I don't want to do none of that shit. No, fuck y'all. I don't, not fuck y'all, but I'm not trying to be out here screaming in front of all this energy and shit and all this shit. No, no, because everybody ain't supposed to be around you. You feel me? But everybody's supposed to receive your gifts. So that's when I started looking up things like sync licensing. And um, of course, I make beats and shit too, but the biggest part of it was getting my music into things that are permanent. Fuck y'all fleeting ears. I don't give a fuck about that no more because I got to keep coming up with that shit. But now when I structure music according to themes, according to stories, according to, because uh, I'm already a storyteller anyway. But if I can get start, when I start structuring themes into that, then I can go into the realms of putting it for movies, putting it for video games, putting it for commercials and shit like that. Simple. That's where the real shit at. I realize that that's where the real money at. I'm talking niggas bitching about their streams. Man, I got a million streams and made $650. Wow. I'm listening to psych, sync licensing people like, yo, bro, I made one song that nobody's ever heard, and I made 25 bands off of it for a video game. <gasps> what? I've never heard your song a day in my life. I know, but it's in this video game because it fits the theme the video game needed. <gasps> wow. Blew my motherfucking mind. Changed my perspective and then gave me that invigoration. But again, tying it back to Nas saying he was in his third prime, it made me think, because I know I study a lot. When I go back and I look at Emotep, because that's the point of reference that they keep giving us is the, you know, the greatest thinker. He was the first multi-genius. And I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Because Emotep had a, he was a student before he became what he was. Somebody taught him. And then I look back at our ancestors and a lot of us were, because we didn't look at multi-genius. We didn't look at, we never looked at genius as a thing as a person, as a defining moment, as a solitude, as a, as a solitary thing that defined a person. We looked at it as the essence that you have. Everybody has genius. Nobody is a genius, but everybody has genius at their disposal to use. Changes your perspective. But when everybody believes that, you know, so when, when I first heard about Emotep and I started studying and everything, I'm like, black man, oh man, it's like I'm learning about uh, Hippocrates and them calling him the god of, uh, of medicine and shit like that. I'm like, yo, I'm excited. I'm happy. And I'm like, yo, he's a multi-genius. So I'm thinking, damn, but my perception of genius is wrong. Because he is a multi-genius. But it's not that he's a multi-genius. He uses genius in a multitude of ways. 
I know semantics, wordplay, but wordplay is that's why it's called wordplay. It's a reason why switching a, the order of words can change the entire context of what you're talking about. If this man is called a multi genius and you perceive that genius is something that you are, you think, oh, I can't become it. But when you understand that he he used his genius in a multitude of ways, then it's like, oh, tying it back to Nas, he's in his third prime. He just so happens to be using that to rap at a higher level than he did before. He's outdoing himself. Emotep, on the other hand, decided, hey, I want to do astrology. I want to do medicine. I want to do architecture just because I can. Then I fast forward and I looked at myself and I'm like, as I'm starting to write, you know, prepare for, you know, getting into the music space and shit. That's and so I know that's the real reason why we come into in season 12. I'm done with this side of it I'm, i still have to do what i have to do but i'm done with this side of it so i'm going into music do this on records that's all you know what i'm saying you're going to get like podcast episodes that turn into music it's gonna be so dope because nobody's doing what i do but in that i'm using that because it's like and i fast forward i looked at myself and i'm like damn i use my genius in a multitude of ways and i'm now using it in other ways too but for it to be for it to be set up like this and for it to be perceived this way they have to create a system that lets us know that you can't tap into that that's not something that you have oh you are a genius and i love that the, that they started it like that because it puts the cap on you it doesn't give you the challenge to to explore right so tying that into genius and now tying that into prime right in the space that i was in i'm like yo i'm past my prime bro don't nobody want to hear no fucking 33-year-old motherfucker talking about he want to, I don't, like, cause and then, and then it's like, you wonder if you got it. Like, you wonder if you got it. And you have to wonder if you got it when you focusing on a game you're not supposed to be in. You feel me? Yeah, you're not supposed to be competing with the motherfuckers who are trying to sell records, who are trying to, you know, because I started to learn the business of music and it's just like, oh, nigga, now I know how to create and now I use it as a music vehicle. You know what I'm saying? So, Tying that back in with the prime aspect of it being the uh, the the first level of importance, the first degree of importance. It's like, wow, your prime comes when you want it to. And even deeper than that, your prime comes upon completion. You have to complete a previous prime to go into a new one. And that's what fucks us up as people. Like I say, we tie in us and they lock us into these majors and shit like that, careers and all that shit, because they make our prime stay continual. They make us put our genius into this vehicle rather than putting it into ourselves. Not only that, they don't even tell us that we're putting our genius into it because they don't even allow us to believe that we are a genius. Why? Because they give us grades. They give us grades and they give us a standardized system that says, hey, you're only a genius if you can make 100% on everything. Nobody can make 100% on everything. You know why? Because it's not designed. Because nobody can make 100% on everything because everything is relative. The universe still is in balance. There's a law of relativity. Therefore, you cannot be 100% perfect. You see what I'm saying? Because whoever is controlling the, yes, you can get 100 on a test, but that is contingent upon who gave you, who administered the test. You feel what I'm saying? In college, I know y'all heard it because I used to hear it all the time. We used to get study guides and, you know, we be going over the study guide and people, I literally, I used to hate this shit. I used to want to punch niggas in the head like, yo, shut the fuck up and let them teach, bro. 
You feel me? Motherfuckers just interrupt the teacher. What what do you want us to know for the test? Shut the fuck up and let them teach, bro. Like, let her teach. Like, get the motherfucking information out. But that's the thing. You only focus on what satisfies the person that you're having to, that you're testing for. So, again, that's relative. So, they can give you 100%, but they're limited to what they know. That means you can't, your testing cannot, you cannot exceed the very person who's teaching you. That's how the system is designed, not for you to go any higher because it keeps you controlled. But it makes sure that you only use your genius for the benefit of someone else and you don't access your genius because you don't think you have one. All you have to do is get a B one time and it'll knock you off your pedestal to make you feel like you're not a genius. I promise you. I promise you. If you go through school, go through life as an A student, ooh, if you go through life as an A student, you get a D, ooh, the world is over for you. You freak the fuck out. When I never forget, I was in the fifth grade and we we had EOG tests, right? See me, I'm a I'm a fourth I'm a fourth quarter motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm a fourth quarter motherfucker. I will play you. I will play first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I'll play, keep the momentum of the game. But I'm a fourth quarter motherfucker. I I will not lose the game. You see what I'm saying? So I remember first nine weeks. I'm not tripping. We got EOGs. It don't count. It's just test to see where you're going. So first nine weeks and second no second and third nine weeks. I remember. Uh, I I did not do good on my um my test. I was like mm. I was mad, but. I was like, oh, whatever. I said, I'm going to pass the EOGs. So everybody's crying. They sad. They this, that, and the third. I said, I'm going to fuck these EOGs up because I know how to prepare for them. Because the EOG is the cumulative shit. This right here is benchmark shit. So some of the shit they throwing in the test, what people don't realize is some of the shit that they're throwing in the test is shit you ain't seen yet anyway. You see what I'm saying? It's just to see how much do you know? How much did you retain? That's all these tests are. But now when you internalize them as, oh, this is my future. No, nigga, this ain't your fucking future. This is your present. <laughs> That's all. This is your present. And so when we start to internalize that, I used to see kids cry because they got a bad grade. And it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. The world was over. So now that lets you know right there, that puts a mentality on you. You feel me? Now you hear older people. They'll say shit like, yo, my dumb ass did this. They acknowledge that they stupid. Nobody would ever acknowledge that they genius. People will acknowledge that they dumb because they make one or two mis bad mistakes in their life. But they will never acknowledge that they smart for making one or two good mistakes. Why is it not the same? Like, I'm smart as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how? Because it's all in perception. A lot of people think they got perspective when they don't. They only have perception. And perception is internal. And in order to gain perspective, you have to learn how to understand the perceptions of other people that's what perspective is perspective is the cumulative perceptions of other people and the more perceptions from other people you have the deeper your perception your perspective is if your perception is linear you have a fucked up you have a linear perspective this is why i be telling like when i be talking to religious people and they're like they're open-minded you're not how many other people do you talk to that aren't religious you feel me and not only talk to them i mean talk to them about something that you you know what i mean like i've had conversations with people who who would be like, um, who we're having conversations or whatever the case may be about the religion. And I'm not even talking about the religion part that I know they don't know about. I'm only sticking to the shit that they know. And it makes them uncomfortable. And I didn't want like, then you really can't say you open-minded. You can't really say you, that you respect other people's perception. You only respect the perception that keeps yours alive. And that's not perspective. You feel me? Perspective is when you accept the perceptions that keep your mind functioning properly. That's perspective. You see what I'm saying? But they make us focus on this perception that we cannot be smart because we fail one time. Because, like, they build prisons by third grade test scores. You know what it is for a kid? You know, I remember I seen so much shit 
Growing up, I remember teachers couldn't write in red no more because it's traumatizing the kid. That's when that shit started, bro. Like that, the early 90s kids, whoever they, they was, every time the teacher did something, they was like, oh, you did this, you did that. Like they, they raised soft kids. They raised entitled kids. They raised kids that every time there was a problem, their parents would come in and step in. All you had to, they raised kids to believe that all you had to do was complain and things would go your way. That shit crazy. But in that, it removed the prime in them. It removed the the genius in them. Right? Prime and genius is going to go hand in hand when we actually get to the core of all of this shit. Because it gets extinguished as you continue down academia. So like I was saying, you get you get muted in your shit and you think you were A student, you suddenly get an F. <sighs> it fucks with your reality. I ain't smart no more. I ain't a genius I thought I was no more. Just like that, they can take your mental power from you. That's scary to know. That's scary to even think about. With a single grade, they can take your mental power from you. And you can perceive it for the rest of your life. You can fail one time and never do good again. They've done scientific tests. They've done studies. And I ain't, ain't going to say it's scientific because it just shows how powerful and how weak the mind is at the same time. They literally just told people they, they switch grades or they switched templates or something, and the people that were doing bad were told that they were doing good, and the people that were doing good were told they were doing bad. And the whole year, they stayed in that same path. And it was literally because they were told that. You see what I'm saying? That's how scary this shit is, because your genius is extinguished by the education system. The sole moment you get a bad grade. So, cause think, think, about, think about what a bad grade does to you. You get the bad grade, first you see it. Now you get the humiliation, because now, let's say you get a C. Everybody around you got an A. Hmm. Now they're going to talk about the A. They're going to brag about the A. I feel good. I feel good. You have to be quiet because you didn't get that A. Right? Now it's making you feel like you're slow. It's not feeling like you're slow. You just didn't retain all of the information. doesn't mean it's not there. You feel what I'm saying? This goes on and continues the rest of your life. No, 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 I ain't going to say the rest of your life. We're going to stick from the moment you got the C. Now you go home. Take the C to your parent or whatever. You could have did better than that. Wow. Hmm. You could have did better than that. And in, some, in our cultures, some of us get whooped for not having good grades. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. But I'm just saying, I know collectively, some of us got, you know, got beatings for. I knew, I knew people who never put in, like, I know people, I knew, I knew people in our culture who would beat their kids for not knowing shit. We got, it's a joke and it's funny, but it's not funny that if Johnny had five apples, raising your voice does not help me understand this question. Now, what does that do to me as a child, knowing that you can't, you don't have, the, see, people got to learn how to teach. Teaching isn't something that you could just do. As somebody who's divinely orchestrated to teach people, I had to learn how to teach. That's a whole different game. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people on social media and shit. It's like, oh, this person, a teacher, because they can disseminate information. Mm -mm. When you're really a teacher, you have to understand how people learn, and you have to give them the information in the way in which they can learn. Profane profundity. I could be very, very smart as fuck. I, could, I can literally open up a school if I wanted to and create lectures on deep shit about life and teach it in a very formal way, but y'all wouldn't fuck with it. 
So I put the profanity in that motherfucker to get it. Now I get the slack. A lot of motherfuckers come in this bitch talking about you cuss too much. I can't see through the cussing. It's, it's, you you too smart to be cussing like that. No, bitch. I'm talking to motherfuckers who respond to motherfuckers who cuss. I'm not talking to you motherfuckers who have to perform for white people. I don't give a fuck about them. Because right now, it's a motherfucker listening to a song right now that's telling him to pop pills, sip lean, and, and fuck bitches and frivolously do stupid shit. And they're using the very lingo that I'm talking in right motherfucking now. You're not bitching about that. You actually going to turn up to it, going to go support the music and call it the motherfucking culture. And you're not going to give a fuck about it. But you worried about me cussing at motherfuckers because, oh, you cussed. But are you getting my fucking message? You catch every ad lib. You feel me? You know to be savage when Meg tell you to. You know to be a real nigga when they tell you to. You feel what I'm saying? But soon as me, soon as I, in the podcast space or whatever the space may be, I'm talking positive knowledge and I'm dropping knowledge and I'm giving you positive information, show you how to apply it and use it, and you're going to say something wrong with me because I'm cussing? Fuck you. Bet you if I put a beat on a motherfucker, you wouldn't say shit. <laughs> we going to see. <laughs> Wait till season 12 is over. Watch. All of a sudden, it's not going to be the same shit no more because it's over music because now you're permitted to cuss. You're not being professional right now. You're not being controlled. No, motherfucker, I know how I got to talk to people. I know how I got to reach people because you have to get to a point where you have to learn how to teach people. You don't just, you can't just teach people. You can't just get disseminated information. You have to learn how people learn. You see what I'm saying? It gets deeper than that because that takes that point. That takes that point and ties it into this a different way. Because that meant that I had to go into a different prime to learn how to teach. I spent a lot of time learning how to teach. People don't realize that. If you've been here, been rocking with me for a minute, you've seen my growth and how I've been disseminating information, how I've been getting information out, how I've been like, there was a time when I was that motherfucker just give y'all the shit and leave y'all the fuck alone. But now I understand how to give it to you. You feel me? Ewe gang. I feel inflate with inflation was my ultimate test of learning how to teach. Because it was one thing when I was creating courses and I was just like giving information out. It's like, here's what it is. Bye. Fuck y'all. Y'all growing and shit. I had to realize that I learned that people had to learn how to, you had to learn how to teach it to people and doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. It helped that. But again, it took me to a whole nother level and helped me see how minds work and how, how, I have to, in me teaching people about markets and shit like that, what I have to do is go back to understanding that. What if they were that little kid who got that C when everybody got A's? So the first time they make a mistake, they're going to feel like they fucking up. Because it's already internalized. Because like I said, they took that course, they took that C or whatever, they took it back to their parents. What'd you get? How in the fuck you did it? Now you yelling, now you mad. Could you have done it? No, because now when I ask you help from my homer, are you to a jail? If Johnny had five apples, it's not that hard. Okay, well, show me how to do it. Getting louder and yelling about Johnny having five apples does not teach me how to do it. Now, you can't teach me, and a teacher can't teach me how to do it. I still don't understand if Johnny had five apples, what the fuck he's going to do with them. You know why? Because the, the specific intelligence that I have doesn't make me want to know why the fuck he has five apples. Shit don't make fucking sense. I seen this post. See, I'm the type of, if I was an actual teacher in public education, I would have gave the person a good a, a for this because it's a right answer. The motherfucker said, if Johnny had 48, he said he had 40 Snicker bars and 838, how many Snicker bars does he have left? Motherfucker wrote diabetes. The answer was wrong, clearly, because, you know, it was two. It was supposed to be a math question. But you got to, that shows this person has a functioning mind.
motherfucker do got diabetes. <laughs> they don't want you to have a functioning mind. They want you to have the mind that they want you to have. You feel me? So again, he got that question wrong, which means now you don't want me to think. You don't want me to think outside the box. You really don't want me to think outside the box. You feel what I'm saying? Because that is an out-of-box thought. Because it's using the opposite side of your brain. Because, yeah, you're asking me a math question, but now, hmm, it can go deeper. They don't want you to go deeper. They never want you to go deeper. So now they make sure you don't go deeper by making sure you don't, that making sure that you don't even know the capacities and capabilities of your mind. Because the moment we give you a C, the moment, don't let us give you an F. You get that F and you feel, F is for failure. You get that F and you feel like you a fuck up now. You feel like you ain't shit. You start to ostracize yourself. Now what do you start to do? You start to do other things that put you in the space of what an F really is. Now you start acting like an F student. You ever realize that there's a behavior that motherfuckers have when you have a different grade? <laughs> a students don't act like B students. B students don't act like C students. C students don't act like D students. And D students don't act like F students. And everybody stays the fuck away from each other. And again, I'm going to bring this shit back to social media because there ain't no boundaries in this motherfucker. A, B, C, D, and F, E, and F students are all online at the same time talking to each other. Nigga, no. <laughs> Nigga, no. And on social media, everybody in their prime. Imagine you arguing with an F student. You've been getting A's all your life. They've been getting F's all their life. They flunked out. They barely did anything. Y'all on social media because y'all both getting money, whatever. And y'all on social media arguing like equals. I know it seems fucked up, but no, they started this system to make us not equals. A students are not equal to B students. B students are not equal to C. They are better. Let's call it for what it is. And if we start addressing it the way it is, we can approach it better. You feel what I'm saying? honorable mentions like that's what that's where the competitive that's what that's what i love that the education system still has that the um the sports world lost in, co- in competition the honorable you don't get an honorable mention in academia what they did was they started to say you can't you know put grades below this and they started doing curves i remember man i used to hate getting curves in school now the bad students used to love it i used to hate it because it never benefited me it made me perfect Right. It made me, it made my imperfections perfect. Let me tell you how I can get like a 92, 93. That means I missed some of the questions. I got my A, but I missed some of the motherfucking questions. Right. But because so many motherfuckers did bad and they curved it. Now my 92, 93 is the hundred. So it's almost like I didn't even miss those questions anymore. Like, so now I don't have to go back and study. You curved the test. What? <laughs> You curve the test to benefit the failing motherfuckers. And in order, so imagine you get a motherfucker who failed and they made like a 48. Now, in order to pass this to 70, so I got to bring this motherfucker up <laughs> from a 48 to a 70 just to make this motherfucker bear random cuss. No child left behind. They knew what they was doing. They knew what they was doing. They was making motherfuckers not be able to challenge themselves to be able to think. So now you got the motherfucker who's, all right, bet. Now you move me to 100. Now I don't have to challenge myself. I don't have to think no more. I don't have to learn. You feel me? That shit gets dangerous because it takes away the actual competition that this world is built on. I know. It's like yo saying, I thought you said you were against competition. I am. But if the competition is here, you got to learn how to play. Now, if they, if they crippling you in the competition, what the fuck does that mean? If I know that this game is rigged, I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to. I will be wrong if I didn't tell you how to play it right. Because I'm a participant in the game. I got to play it. You feel me? Now, if I'm the creator of the game, you damn right. I'm going to make sure you can't play it right. I'm going to make sure that you sit in the world of motherfuckers who complain. 
You see what I'm saying? So again, I'm using that tying it back, keep getting off. But from the grades that we take home and all of the shit and how the grades play themselves, like the grades shape us into what we believe we can use. What Grades shape us to understand how we approach our genius. You see what I'm saying? When I tell my cousin I'm a genius and shit, I love fucking with him when I tell him that because he tries to give me, he's trying to give me mad problems and shit. It's like, you missed the point, bro. You missed the point. And now that I have multiple brands and I built them all and it's like, how are your brands unrelated and shit like that? It's like, y'all, what I realized that I'm doing is, I didn't realize it before because I was like, yo, I'm all over the place, but I'm not all over the place because I'm like, oh, I'm pioneering some shit that y'all ain't seen yet. Feel me? I'm pioneering the multi-genius and using your genius in a multitude of ways equally. You feel me? Everybody, I mean, there's people that are doing other things that are rocking with. I'm like, I'm showing you now. It's levels. Once you decide to dive in something new, now you have to explore it in depth. The depth that I explored masculinity is the same depth that I explored inflate with inflation and master the market. the same depth that I explored uh, hitting it raw with. All of these things have the same depth and I use my genius the same way. I used my, each one of these, I was in a prime. But it's not my ending prime. And again, tying it into what Nas is saying, being in his third prime and being that prime is the the importance, the the first degree. It makes me, it's like, is prime what you're in or is it something that you have again and you tap back into? Just like genius. You see what I'm saying? And I use the Imhotep thing because at what point did Imhotep ever realize I'm a genius three times? No, nigga, I just use my genius three different. It's the same genius. When we think that we have to be a genius, that means once they tell us what a genius is, we think it's related to our major. We think it's related to our career field. No, it's people right now who are in a complete field that has nothing to do with their purpose in life. I know because I was one of them. But you're in a field that has complete. Well, I can't say to my. No, let me not even say that because it did pay off with all of the COVID shit and everything is. I was here for a reason at the right time and I did the right points in my life. But when you have people that are opposite sides of their major and shit, they don't know what their genius is. This is why a lot of y'all be exhausted when you get off work. Cause that's not where your genius is supposed to be used. You go to work to use your genius all day for eight hours to do nothing. Imagine that you're using your genius to do nothing. First couple hours, first couple um, months in the job. Yeah. Cause you know, you're using your genius to actually obtain the learn and all of this shit like that. And after that, what you do, you know, it, you know, to let it back in hand, you don't have to use your genius anymore, which is how the education system was always designed. Give you the first couple sparks to make you feel like you're using your genius and shit. But make sure you don't use it to a certain capacity. Make sure that the way in which you use it is, is only enough to satisfy us. Get what we need done. Make you feel a little bit, we'll reward you for it, but that's it. Because when you tap into your own genius, you create your own rewards. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It takes time. It takes work. But coming out on the other side, it's different. Because it can't be taken from you. It can never be taken from you. You see what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of it all. And so when I look at what they want to silence within us now, it's that. Everybody I know was a multi-genius when we was kids. I can tell because I could I, I could look into everybody that I knew when we was kids when we was just around each other having fun. It was a shock to how the fuck we grew up to major in that shit. For real, for real. 
Like, I know I majored in forensic biology, but I didn't get into forensic science until middle school. You feel what I'm saying? But as a kid, I was always on my hustle. I was always an entrepreneur when I was a kid. I was always a creative. I was always an artist. I was all everything that I'm doing now. I was always that when I was a kid. But when I went to school, I was none of it. When I came home and I was around my friends and my tribe and we could have fun and we could do. I was always that. But when I went back to school, I was none of it because I couldn't be none of it. Because they don't want us to be none of it, because now we're going to reward you for being something that you're not. So now you start getting age, you start getting star students and all of this thing. Like, like I always and it's dope because I've always been somebody who can bring the best out of people no matter where I'm at. So when I was in school in classes and shit, like I can make motherfuckers smart. I make motherfuckers want to learn. I make motherfuckers. It's like whenever you was if you were ever in a group with me in class, we always got a good grade. You feel me? And it's like, cause and we got good grades because I wasn't gonna get a bad one. The fuck? <laughs> You're gonna carry your weight. You're gonna pick the game up. Like, it ain't no bullshit. Oh, I don't know how to do this. All right, cool. I'm gonna show you real quick so you know how to do this because I'm not doing this all by myself. Don't come to this motherfucker talking about what you don't know how to do. Bring this, come in this bitch telling me what you do. Again, we walk in a situation saying we don't know how to use our genius. Because again, we believe that we are a genius and genius isn't something that we have. You know why? I'm going to tell you why we don't fuck with the word genius like that. And I know I was supposed to be talking about prime. It's at this point, it's both. But another reason we don't really tap into our genius because we don't know what the origins of the word genius means. <sighs> this is going to get scary. This is going to get dark. But this is going to make me, un- this is going to make you understand why it's so, why certain words are used a certain way. The word demon means genius. I'm going to let you sit with that. The word demon means genius i know as you perceive it today as you've been told as the imagery and everything has been put up on you centuries and on in the demon is a little demonic dark force red horns or whatever pitchforks and shit that's what you think a demon is a little dark force a little black entity why ask yourself ask yourself why every depiction of a demon is black yeah, you can call it dark forces or whatever, but ask yourself why every depiction of a demon is black. Equally, why is every depiction of an angel white? It's a reason for that. It's a reason for that. But I'm going to let you know the angels and demons are the same thing. This is why if you watch cartoons, if you watch anything, when they show you something about somebody's conscience, they put the devil and the angel on the shoulder. It's just, it's literally the motherfucker in a character, in a um, character suit, caricature suit. So it's that same motherfucker, and it's that. So the angel and the demon are dualities of each other, but they're dope. They're both dualities of the genius of the mind. And I'm gonna break it down. How the word demon, if you actually go back to the Greek, because that that's the Greeks and the Hebrew, the Greeks stole everything from the Hebrews and just misinterpreted everything. This is how this is how you know the baton changed, because it goes. This is how the swoop happened. Egyptians taught the Hebrews, Hebrews taught the Greeks, and Greeks fucked the world up. Greeks gave it to the Romans, and now we're here. Four people. <laughs> Four groups of peoples in the whole world. Four dynasties that fucked up everything. We got to call it for what it is. You feel me? Commissions taught the Hebrews. Hebrews taught the Greeks. The Greeks taught the Romans. And the Romans said, we ain't teaching shit. <laughs> this is ours. We killing everybody else. Fuck y'all. Y'all don't need to be teaching motherfuckers this shit. Fuck these people, bro. We can control them with this shit. And they control them with the shit. <laughs> Fuck liberation. We going to control them with the shit. So... When you go back to the Greek and you go back to the word demon, at the time it was spelled daemon, 
D-A-E-M-O-N, which is too, very important because this is how I know black people have self-hatred without even knowing the shit. And it's so deep because there's two particular names that are directly tied to this that makes you know why as a black person would you name your child as? And that's Dante and that's Damon. Because we already know Damon comes from demon, comes from Damon. We're going to get to the genius part and I get how it's flipped. But if you don't know that these two words mean, go back to that. When you used to call you, when we name our sons Dante, and Dante means the devil's son, Dante was the son of the devil. And Dante is a very popular name in the black community, in derivatives too, Dante, Dante, Dontre. These are all derivatives of the devil's son. Damon, you feel what I'm saying? Derivative of the devil's son. Or Damon, demon. So you know what I'm saying? A lot of the shit that they program within us as black people is to make us hate ourselves. And demons are black. You feel me? And it's sad because I never really thought about it until I'm looking at it at this very moment now. A lot of dudes that I knew who, whose name was Dante, they were dark skinned. <sighs> a lot of dudes who I've known whose name was Damon, they were dark skinned. <sighs> demons are black. It's levels to the shit. You feel what I'm saying? It's levels to the shit that they put on us that we don't even know is still on us, right? So, we go back to the Greek and we look at the word um, demon. Demon goes back etymologically to daemon, D-A-E-M-O-N, and it means genius. Then you go back even deeper and you realize genius was never what you had. What you are is what you have. So when people say, I'm battling demons, I am battling my genius and don't even know that that's what I'm battling. I'm I'm in my head. Why are you in your head? Because your genius is active and you don't know how to fucking use it. <laughs> I know. See, you make it seem so simple. It is that simple. Motherfuckers be in their head talking about battling demons, man. Life is this. You're battling your genius and you don't know what the fuck to do with it. Something that I learned, I think it was Aristotle or somebody. He said, in the solitude of themselves, you can't tell the difference between a wild god, and, I mean, a beast and a wild god. In solitude, there's, in solitude, you can't, in t- oh, in solitude, there's no difference between a wild beast and a god. Why? Because... A beast and a god. All of these things represent an extent or a level of the mind. The beast is the lowest level of the mind. The god is the highest level of no. Mm, I'm gonna say it different. The beast is the lowest conceptualization of the mind. The god is the highest conceptualization of the mind. This is why the six and the nine are opposites. This is why six 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 is the mark of the beast, but nine 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 is the mark of the god. Turn a six upside down, it's nine now. You deify yourself. You change your mental state. From the beast mentality to the God mentality. You see what I'm saying? It becomes hard with that because in order to do that, you have to utilize your genius. And your genius is what's swirling around your head right motherfucking now. That shit that you keep, oh, I'm in my head. I don't know what to do. I need to silence my thoughts to give you drugs to silence your genius. Because what does your genius do as it keeps your mind active and makes your nervous system run? As it makes your nervous system run, it makes you do shit to do what? Quell the fucking genius. That's it. So when motherfuckers is the demons is in my head, the devil is busy and all of this shit, nigga. That's your genius at being active right now. You're not using your fucking mind. And that's why bad things happen around you when the devil is busy and all of this other shit. And you don't, you can't tell because you don't know that it's your genius being used and you don't know how to use it correctly because you don't realize that genius is what you have. You think it's genius is what you are. So with all of these thoughts running in your mind and it's going crazy, you think, oh, I'm supposed to be only having good thoughts. Mm-mm. As Pac said, even a genius has questions. 
And as a motherfucker who uses their genius, you don't think smart shit all the fucking time. You think stupid shit. You think goofy shit. You think ratchet shit. You think all kind of shit. You know why? Because your genius is active. Your genius is the way in which your mind perceives everything. I think the genius will be the ultimate reality of how your mind works. You see what I'm saying? When you when we consider mental health, right? And we have to consider the mind. And if we consider the mind, we know we have four levels, belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We have three modalities, um, sub, uh, conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. Uh, it's a couple other things that I know that I'm missing right now. They're in my soul for our books, uh, but I'm just drawing a blank on those. But we have different things like the culmination of all of these things. and the, oh, Emotions and thoughts, because those are also in the mind, which then emotions break down to your feelings. You know what I'm saying? And then you have your thoughts that break down to your ideas, right? All of these things go together. And the culmination of a healthy environment with all of these things creates genius. And what does genius lead to? Being in your prime. The one reason why people cannot step into their primes and don't even know that they're in their primes or not is because they're not utilizing their genius. And they're not utilizing their genius because they think genius is something you are, not something you use. Your mind is supposed to run every fucking day. Those random thoughts, those intrusive thoughts, those every thought that you're supposed to have is supposed to come to you and you're supposed to transmute. And what do we do? We suppress them. We distract ourselves. We do. These things are designed for you to be created. Now, those intrusive thoughts that I'm not telling you to go act on those. I'm saying whenever you get a thought, the reason why you have intrusive thoughts is because of the genius that's being created in your mind. Right. That means your genius is programmed that whatever thoughts you have, this is how you calibrate them as intrusive thoughts to damage shit, to fuck shit up, to hurt shit. Why does your genius want to do that? Because your genius doesn't believe that creation is possible because you don't even have control over your genius. When people look at MK, MK Ultra and they look at mind control and they think about what mind control really is, it is when your genius is being controlled. Because genius is what your mind is all the time. People, the mind control is able to work because it, it bypasses a point that you don't understand. You feel me? It bypasses a point in yourself that you don't understand, and that is the full mind. You know what I'm saying? And it uses the genius in that shit. So there's certain things in your genius that can go down into your unconscious mind that can make you respond a certain way. You feel me? I talk about that at a whole different level because it's more so season 12 shit when I'm starting to give away the final cheat codes of life and living and all that other shit. But using your genius is what helps you walk into your prime. You want to know the number one killer of genius is doubt. The education system has programmed us so deeply that doubt kicks in the moment we think. I don't think y'all realize how, how, how wired it is. I succumb to that shit still to this day. You have to, the moment you, you get to something, you have to think about it. And then the moment you say, hey, here's a good idea. A million other ideas come immediately after that. Why you shouldn't? Why does that happen? Again, people think mind control is I have to have, I'm a glitch and I have to have a thing on my head. No, mind control is that subtle. Where the moment I think a good thought, a million bad thoughts come in to gate that bitch. Why should I do that? I don't know. Maybe I should do it like this. Or you create a reality that makes you overanalyze the situation to where you don't want to do it no more anyway. You feel me? The idea, the vision, everything, what you were supposed to do, it came to you. And the moment it came to you, you was feeling about it. Then you started thinking about it. It's not that you're thinking you, you misuse your genius. 
People be like, soon as they start thinking about something. No, it's, yeah, you're thinking, but you're misusing your genius. Label it for what it is. You're misusing your genius in context of what you're doing because you don't know how to use your genius, which means you cannot even, wow, which means you can't even be in your prime with something that you were just told, given the vision for that you're supposed to be in your prime in. The prime is of the highest degree. It's a degree of importance. So it's something that we can always regenerate every time. We think our prime, we think our, we tie our prime to our age. Those are two, does another crippling casket that they put us in. Age. Age. Again, these are things that I succumb to. Both things that I succumb to recently because I'm like, I'm 33 years old. As soon as I said that, of, yo, I'm 33 years old. The old part. Boom. <laughs> Why are you trying to rap? Why are you trying to make music? Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to do that? Why are you trying to do that? You pass your prime. This ain't what you're supposed to be doing, man. Give it up, bro. You just, and see, look, the thoughts that came to me were a little bit different, right? Now, I don't know suicidal shit, but it's like, they were justifiable thoughts that made sense. It was like, bro, you already got so frail. You already got hitting it raw. You already got the master in the market course and the flavor of the flavor community. Just focus on that shit. Leave that other shit alone, bro. You done with it. I told myself that. That was a logical rationale. How many people's genius has logically rationalized some bullshit for them? Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other. Not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. So Frail 1 is the definition. So Frail 2 is the acknowledgement. And So Frail 3 is the resolution. If you rock with the Soul Frail Conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the Soul Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. Right? Because again, music is timeless. These are things that I had to that literally... I had to be aligned with. I was watching the Bill Withers. I watched something about Bill Withers and Bill Withers, who um ain't no sunshine when she's gone. You feel me? It's an iconic song. He made his first, he recorded his first record at 33 years old. When I said, when I seen that, it was like, okay, okay. But that was R&B, of course. But I was like, you know, it's like, yo, this is a young man's game though. I'm not playing a game with the young men. Let them have a the game. I'm doing something different. I have to use a different prime which means I have to use my genius a different way, right? But again, without understanding my genius, I have to know. See, that's when you when you realize that it's your genius, it's your genius that creates these negative thoughts, these self-doubts and things, these self-sabotage. It's your genius, then you own it. It's, it's not like people be thinking, oh, it's, it's the inner. Yes, your inner voice is shaped by your parents and your environment and everything in your case. Like, but all of those internal forces are lumped up into your mental space. The highest conceptualization of your mental space is how you use your genius. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's how you use your genius. So all your life, if you've been using your genius to make yourself dormant, <sighs> I think y'all know where I'm about to go with this. Are we in sympathico? If all your life you use your genius to be humble. I had a moment in my life where I was so good that it pissed people off. I never heard the word humble so much in my life between the ages of 16 and 17. Humble was all I heard. 
I was doing good in school. I think I, I, I was, man, my grades was on point. I had dropped my first mixtape called The Domino Effect with my homeboy DJ Punchline and shit. Crazy story. Me and him, we was, we became cool, but we started off beefing because we did a, you know, if you've seen the post that I made in my stories where I was saying like, one of the first freestyles, one of the first tracks that I ever rapped on was Ja Rule and Lil Wayne's Uh-Oh. And in that, I kind of murdered the beat, right? So after I posted that, you know what I'm saying? I was just minding my business, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker like, yo, yo, I didn't know you was hot like that. But that was my first one. It's just like, you know, I got through it. But then he did a song where he was like, yo, I run in there because that was the name of our high school. I said, no, you don't, nigga. I'm the best rapper out here. Cause, but they were already like doing music and shit like that. And people was knowing that. I was just like, I'm better than y'all, but I just don't show it. So I showed it. And then it's like in the diss, I just told him. It wasn't even a diss. I guess you could take it as a diss. That's what I voted. Because at the time, I was like, I got more punch. His name was DJ Punchline. So I said, I got more punchlines than North Lenore's DJ. But when I said that, I muted the beat. It wasn't a diss. I was just giving, I was like, I got more punchlines than you. Because your name is DJ Punchline. It's like, it, for me, it was a play on words. Right? But it was a diss too. Because he, he, did, the, he did the same freestyle off the same beat. And was like, yo, I run in there. Because it was all 50, I get money, I run New York. It's like, nigga, let's think bigger than this. I'm not thinking about high school. I don't, I want to be known forever. But in that, I responded back. So he did one where he said, I put a ransom on your mind. But he talked with a lisp a little bit. So it sounded like, mom, nigga, I'm from the streets. I'm from the hood. Like, I got niggas around the corner right now that got guns that's trying to give me one. And I'm like, no. So I'm like, oh, word, we can keep it wrapped. So I did a whole, so I like that. I was in such my genius bag that I wrote a song. Soon as I heard his, I wrote and I wrote a song, produced the beat. Now, mind you, every song that I ever wrote, 16 bars, um, 16 bars per verse, eight hook core, eight, eight bar course, off rip. The name of the song was called It's Pussy. And I just went through it. It's like every verse, every bar, I was like, yo, it's pussy if you do this. It's pushy if you do that. I just call him, kept calling nigga pussy, 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 pussy. I was like, now I dissed you. And then it was like, oh. I said, that wasn't a diss before when I said I got more punchlines than North and North DJ. Nigga, now this is a diss. This is a diss. And one of my homegirls, like, she was a mutual friend between us because it's high school. She was like, you for real? I said, yep. Mm -hmm. I went to school the next day. He said, that's how you feel? I said, that's how I feel. I said, because I didn't diss you at first. But you dissed me. And then it got to a point where he started getting his homies involved. It was Puro, Click and shit, PRC and shit. And so I had smoke for everybody. My homeboy, KD. He a battle rapper now. His name Kid Def and shit. But at the time, he was like, he said, yo, I'm not. He said, they told him. Dude was trying to recruit him. Punchline was trying to recruit him. He said, yo, I want you to get on this. He said, I'm not fucking with Ray. He said, I am not doing it. Mm -mm. I'm not doing it. Because he knew me. Because we rapped together. Like, he said, I'm not fucking with Ray. I'm not fucking with him. Because he said, he can rap. He said, when he mad, his, he said, when his pen goes, it goes. He said, I'm not about to be, I'm not about to be in the middle of that. He said, because I fuck with Ray, but I can't fuck with Ray. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, he said, I'm not fucking with him. He said, I'm just not going to do it. Because he said, y'all He said, y'all don't know him the way that I know him. He says, like, what y'all seeing right now is him playing. He has not taken this shit serious. They're like, what? He said, yeah. He don't. It's like what he does. Like, and he told him when, he, when, when the song is Pussy came out. Because that's what's going to make him. He was like, how fast did he write this shit? He said, where did he get the beat from? And then he started thinking about it. I made the beat. I wrote the track. Two days after you... Y'all better leave that man alone. <laughs> I was in my prime. There was no limitation to me. There was no barrier. There was nothing I can do with this gift. Because my genius was running through because I was using it to its maximum capacity. I didn't have it. And in, in using your genius and using, utilizing it with your prime, there comes a window. 
where in utilizing your genius, you're actually absorbing things to enhance your genius. It's a, it's a cyclic energy, right? When you get to a point where you're not feeding your genius, then you start to stay, you start to stagnate off, right? There's an excitement that your genius has. Genius, it includes everything, your emotions, your thoughts, your, your conscious mind, subconscious, like you tapped into your entire mind and you can use it at will. When I be drawing on the shit, people be like, how do you remember that? When did you learn that? I don't mean, I don't know when I learned certain shit, but my mind is that open that it, it nothing's blocked off from me anymore because I'm always using my genius. When I, when I went in to write So Frail, it wasn't because I was trying to prove a point about masculinity. It was to use the genius that I had to understand masculinity. You see what I'm saying? When I did Hitting It Raw, it was to use the genius I had to understand the human body and the nutrition that goes into the body and makes the body function. People don't see it like that. They just see, damn, you playing it. No. How do you think? Again, this is a, like, so I know it can seem like I was just bragging about how quick I wrote that song or whatever the case may be, but. Let me put a testament to this shit. If you've read Hitting It Raw and you've seen what I did in 70 pages of a digital ebook, how I was able to break down the body, the, the, how I was able to break down nutrition, flavors, taste, everything, and how it's. I use my genius and I'm in my, I was in my prime in the writing of that book. Now let's look at where my life was at that time. While I was writing, so while I was writing Hitting It Raw, I was also, I had, did I just get promoted? No, I, I did got, I did get promoted, but I got transferred to another site. More money, more opportunity, and I was getting ready to go to my next level. At that time, if you knew me at the time before Sofra was, I'm hitting the raw was coming out, you seen me going through, uh, um, I was getting promotions, I was getting, I was doing a whole lot of shit, but it wasn't hard because my genius was active. When your genius is, when your genius is at its pinnacle, you are walking in your peak. I mean, you're walking in your prime. This is why we can have multiple primes in our lives. But this is also why we lose that. Because they teach us, first thing they incorporate within us is to take, take our genius and use it for their benefit. So off rip, as a boy, as a black boy, as a young man, you already taught, be an athlete, play sports. Use your genius for this. I can very well use my genius on a on a basketball court, football field. Why? Because genius is about learning how to use your mind in the fullest capacity. In order for me to be successful on a football field, I know I have to run a certain way, I have to jump a certain way, I have to use my body a certain way. So there's mechanics that I gotta learn, mechanics that you gotta put in from a kid. Use your, they've been teaching us what to use our genius for for so long. It's black people, they've been teaching us to use our genius for entertainment. All those blacks got a sports and entertainment. And then when we use our genius, for the advancement of humanity, it separates us from our people. When you go to college, when you go to academia and you go up in these ranks and shit, they still gonna cap you off with peer reviews. You see what I'm saying? This whole system is designed not to make you use your genius. Now, it goes back to Rockefeller in the 1900s saying, I do not want a nation of workers. I need a nation of thinkers. I need a nation of motherfuckers who do not know how to use their genius. And we're going to create the system to make it so that they don't even think that they can be a genius. And the people that do become geniuses, they're going to be A's. They're going to have A's or whatever the case may be. And we're not even going to realize. Like, that's why it'd be, it'd be, it'd be shocking. I'd be like, yo, this person, I'd be watching, I'd be looking on social media, like, this person dropped out of high school or whatever the case may be. And now is making us, now has a seven-figure business. Nigga, they're not stupid. <laughs> they just dropped out of high school. The fuck? <laughs> 
I don't be getting it. I'm like, they brain didn't stop functioning, bro. They never lost their genius. But when you perceive that this is the only way for you to be an intelligent, an, an intelligible person, you feel me? That's why I don't get mad at passive aggressive people who, who, when I say some, when I say some shit that a motherfucker don't comprehend, I don't get mad when a motherfucker say that was stupid. No, bitch, you didn't understand it. <laughs> I know you don't think. It's like I don't get like when when people say stupid shit or when they when they can't. I, I know you don't think. I'm not trying to be funny or rude, but I know you don't think. Why? Because you were a successful asset in the education system. You worked well in the education system. You were at the peak. So I know you don't think because the system wasn't designed to allow you to think. It was designed to make you cap your genius off. Cap your genius off and use your genius. Ooh, this body ugly. It teaches you to use your genius to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, go get this vocabulary. Go learn these words. Get the lexicons of this shit. So you talk in a way that the people can't understand you. So it sounds like you know what you're talking about. So you use your genius to sound like you know what you're talking about rather than using your genius to know what you're talking about. Full circle back. That's how profane profundity comes out. Motherfuckers is mad that I can make complex shit this easy. So the only thing that they can throw in there is, oh, you cuss too much. It, it needs to be more professional because you, no, I don't. No, I don't. It ain't my fault. You couldn't go find this shit. And it's all the fuck around you. Because I use my genius to obtain it. Same way Emotep used his genius to do all of the shit that he did. And I was like, because I'm trying to understand. And that's another thing that we got to stop doing. We're trying to understand the past from our present. I used to try to figure out like, well, damn, Emotep, okay, he was an architect. So what did he go to school for first? Did he go to school to get his degree in architecture first? Then he went to astronomy, then architecture? Because then I'm thinking about it. If he was a genius, that means he put 40 years. So I'm trying to do some math and say, damn, that nigga was, he lived to 120 years old. No, he did it all at one time when he wanted to do it and use a genius. How do I know? Because I did it. It didn't take long to get, like, the level of proficiency or shit that I got now, it's like motherfuckers look like, yo, you, how much, how much time did you put here? When it's all said and done and people break down everything that I give back to the world, it's going to fuck people up because it's going to say, well, damn, when did he have time? That there was always time because my genius was always on. Our genius is always on, but they got us on medicine. They really got you thinking you, you, your, your whole genius is active and they got you thinking you got ADHD. You really think you can't focus because your genius doesn't want you to be right here right now. You see what I'm saying? It's, 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 this is what they wanted it to be. And this is what it is. So I never get mad at people who don't think like I don't like social media. This is why I go back and forth with people on social media. Because I know you don't think I'm about to teach you right now. You sound like you look smart calling me stupid. But I know I know I know a, I know a, a nervous laugh when I see one. I know a nervous. I know. I know a little nervous emotion. Like when my sofa ads are running, there's always some dude that's like 40, 50 years old who's clicking my shit and then laughing and shit. Talking about by your definition of masculinity, I don't think like dude said. Dude said from your. He said from the look at your page, I don't think I want to uh, want your definition of masculinity or whatever the case may be. And I said from the look at your page, you might need to read a couple of the books, my nigga. Like the fuck you talking about? The fuck you feel what I'm saying? You out here, you out here still dependent upon the government. And you can't solve your own motherfucking problems as a man. Nigga, you need to read so frail, bro. But I'm not going to trip on you. I'm not going to trip on you. I know that you don't understand masculinity the way that I do. You feel me? Your genius only allows you to see masculinity from the bullshit-ass concept that everybody else is arguing about. 
Men need to protect and provide. I'm on some analysis of deconstructive shit. <laughs> Protection and provision, that's a byproduct that's going to happen anyway. Nigga, we on way beyond that. You feel me? The genius. What people don't understand for my brothers who have read so frail and got through it, I was trying to show you how to use your genius. If you've understood every bit of the concept in that shit and you've been applying the principles so frail, you've been using your genius and you don't even realize it. Well, you realize it, but then you, you're you coming to a point where you're feeling it, that feeling that you're getting of invincibility, that feeling that you can do anything, that's because your genius is live and well. Don't suppress it. Don't down yourself. Don't doubt yourself and feel like, what if I can't do it? No, you can't. Your, your genius already told you you could. Only thing you got to do is figure out how. Only thing you got to do is figure out how, because now you have to remove the word can't from yourself. Not only remove the word can't, but remove how you perceive the word can't. A lot of us don't realize that when we say can't, we have to, we say it from the perspective we got it from when we was a kid. When we say we can't do something, it's not that we can't. It's that we were always told we didn't have permission to do it. Not that we had, we were enabled. We got to sit with that. Because this, this is very, very important time to this genius episode. How many of us think we can't do something because of permission and not ability? But now as a kid, you're in your mind. You got the ability to do what you're about to do, but you've just been told that you can't do it. You've been told that you don't have the permission to do it, but in your mind, it's perceiving as uh, ability. As you get older, there's never becomes that delineation between permission and ability. So when a motherfucker says you can't do that, you're right. Because you got to act like, what do you can't do what? I don't need permission. What Bobby Brown say? I don't need permission. I make my own decisions. That was such a powerful affirmation. At the time, I used to think it was so arrogant and cocky and shit. Like, it's my prerogative, bitch. I don't need permission. I make my own decisions. I realized the power in that. I don't need permission. I make my decisions. Fuck your permission. I'm relying on my ability. <clears throat> Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby Brown. My man said, I don't need, I don't need permission. I make my own decisions. Fuck your permission and my ability says I can do it. Because you know, to get to a decision, you have to bypass choice. My guy, you have to bypass option. You have to make a solid decision and live with it. There comes with consequences, everything. That's a level of freedom that most people don't have. I don't need permission. I make my own decisions. Now, all of our lives, we've heard what we could and couldn't do. But did we realize it was can and can't versus was it can and can't or could and couldn't as a perspective of permission or ability? And did we merge the two? I'm going to use myself as an example in this. This ain't the case. Well, this is the case in a, in a way, but it ties to this. When I was young, I used to hear all the time that I couldn't run. You feel me? I was like 11 to 12 years old, and I used to try to run with my friends and shit, like, you know, be running with them, like like running on my legs, like physically, you know, we're running. But I was, I was a slow runner. And I was a slow runner because I never ran. Like, I didn't have to get active. Like, I didn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. I didn't play sports with my brother. Like when I when I used to try to go around the corner and play with my brother, he was playing basketball and shit. He never wanted me to play with him. He was like, yo, you can't play with me. Literally those words. You can't play with me. <laughs> Mind you, you don't have the permission to play with me because I'm too old and I'm about to do some shit that's, that can, you'll, you'll tell my mommy if you saw. So I can't, it's, you know, <laughs> plausible deniability. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you didn't see shit, you can't say shit. Cool. At the time, I didn't get it. It's ability. Oh, I can't play basketball. Okay. My ability, I can't play basketball. Not There's permission not to play basketball with my brother right now. There's permission not to play with my brother. So I don't chill with him. Now to this day, you know what I'm saying? Why y'all don't? I can't. 
and and shit don't change. It's like yo, we can't change. Like, it's already like when I hear can't in certain ways, I had to program that. It's like oh, it's about permission, not ability, right? So when I would leave from my brother, go chill with my sister and shit, her and her homegirls and shit, they don't they don't play like that. They double dutch and then they sit down and gossip and play with Barbie dolls and shit. Like you feel me? I'm just there sitting down, so I wasn't active. So when I got like adolescent age, started running with my homies and shit, and I was the slowest runner. I wasn't running. I wasn't running. But as they're telling me, you can't run. I eventually just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, because again, I merged the reality of permission and ability when they were not supposed to be merged. You see what I'm saying? So as time got older, one day I was like, I just started working out. You know what I'm saying? Started working my whole body and shit. And my sister was like, when you start running fast? I said, I don't know. I just, she was like, you used to be slow. Like, I, I was like, cause I realized that speed was a matter of the strength of your legs. You feel me? She was like, right. I said, y'all just told me I couldn't run. I just thought it was the ability. I didn't, I just think, I just thought I didn't have the ability because motherfuckers kept telling me I didn't have the ability. So, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? And then my homies, they were saying I couldn't run in a space of, yo, you run slow. You see what I'm saying? At the time. So it's like, again, if you're not privy to words, They'll confuse you, especially as a kid. So now, when you constantly hear can't, you know what I'm saying? When you constantly hear can't, what does that tell you? What do you hear? Is this out of permission or ability? Can't. No. Stop. Don't. Get out. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Damn. Well, what can I do? You can go to school. You can get a good education. You cannot embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. Now, you know why motherfuckers get embarrassed in school? And school Because your genius is running wild. Kindergarten. First grade, second grade, your genius is at its peak. Third grade, it dies. Nature is colorful. Nature is bountiful. Nature has something that triggers and it, it, it creates the gene. It keeps your genius active because it keeps your mind active because of the colors, the vibrancy, the sounds, everything. We go to school, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. We see all of that shit that we see in nature in a way. We're learning in a way that's not focused on one particular thing. We're using the genius of our minds. Third grade, that shit stop. Everything else get white in the classroom from then on. White and plain. It gets boring. And you get to the point where your genius stops. And people be wondering, they're like, yo, I don't be feeling creative. I don't be being, being inspired. Like, for example, at this point, I don't even know how long the podcast has been running. I just know I'm like over 200 episodes. I'm like 270-something episodes approaching 300. But I've talked to people who's like, yo, how do you do this? Like, you always, like, where's your creativity? Like, how are you? So I'm not creative. I'm, I'm I use my genius. It's that simple. I don't have to be creative when I use my genius because I always create with my genius. Like, see, people think creativity is something you got to tap into, you got to access. No, it's always there. It's always there. You just got to choose to use it. A lot of people aren't willing to sit down because they think their creativity is something that the world needs to be pleased by. Mm -mm. <laughs> your creativity is how you use your genius. Fuck the world. I mean that respectfully because the world that you're supposed to have, the world that is supposed to receive your genius will receive your genius when you give your genius out. Y'all that are here, y'all are a part of the genius I'm supposed to give out. Those that ain't here, they're not a part of it. I'm not mad. Keep in, keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive to my shit. You feel me? I'm not mad at that. Like the dudes that do, um, the dudes that laugh at so frail, I'm like, yo, bro, the joke's on you. 
You know how much better you can be as a man right now? As a human. You see what I'm saying? If you just went through the book. But if you can't even face the title of a book, how are you going to face yourself? It's crazy. It's crazy as hell. And then it's, and it's wild because as I understand the algorithm, I'm learning social media algorithms so well. When I look at the backside of it, it's like my ads only find you. The way that my system is set up, my ads only find you if you was looking for the shit. So to laugh at it, <laughs> the joke is on you for real. <laughs> Literally, the algorithm is set up like this, yo. I just run the ad and say, hey, here's why I need you to find. I need you to go, for example, for Zofra, I need you to go find people who are like this on my main page who are looking for masculinity. And then when I find, when I put you on my, when you, when my shit runs past you and you liking it or you laughing and you're trying to insult me and you've been looking for the shit, nigga. <laughs> Yo, it's wild how everybody loves to talk about how the moment I thought about something, you know, the ad showed up on Google, the ad showed up on this. Now, when my ad show up in your shit, what was you thinking about? If you seen hitting the raw, okay, you was probably looking for some plant-based shit. Seen mash in the market. Oh, yeah, you was probably looking to get ready to get into the markets. You see what I'm saying? So what the fuck you think happens when you see so frail? And you think you laughing at the comments is good. You putting some bullshit in the comments is going to make me mad, nigga. <laughs> I know you're looking. You just scared to tap into it because one of the hardest realities is that as men, we knew masculinity was missing. Our genius knew that there was some part of us that was different. Our genius knew that some part of us was not in this world being active right now. You see what I'm saying? And it was craving it, but we could not find it. And then now, boom, it pops up. It's different. It's not what I wanted it to be. And a lot of times it's because you didn't create it. But again, I purposely did that. If you if you scared to go through the title of a book, bro, I ain't, I ain't I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. Because that means you don't read. Because <laughs> you're the type of motherfucker who does judge books by the good. Like, people who read don't judge books by the cover. So, <laughs> if you're judging a book by the cover, you don't read. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my logic behind it. I'm serious. Like, Seriously, that's just how I look at it. If you're a type of person, because I've learned this from experience, if you're the type of person who judges a book by the cover, you don't read. <laughs> and people who don't judge books by the cover are more avid readers. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because they like to get inside of it and see what's going on. You know what I mean? So I don't be tripping on certain shit. I, I really don't. I really don't trip on certain shit. But that's a testament to how our geniuses are expressed. And the, the capacity of being able to use a genius right now as a black man, right now as a, as a black man, right now as a man, you're looking at your perspective in life. And you wonder why you have so many ideas. You wonder why you're so creative. You wonder why you have so many things that you want to do and shit because you're supposed to do them. That's it. That inspiration you get to go do something, do it. It's called, it's called genius. It's called your creativity. And now your genius always stays, when you, like I said, your genius always stays active. No, your creativity always stays active when your genius is ever present. Just happen to know that you have genius to use, not that you are to be a genius. I promise you the world changes because now you can, you know what I'm saying? You no longer get to the point of, I got to prove a point or I got to show. No, I don't have to show shit. I just got to do. And I'm not doing it for y'all. I'm doing it for what needs to be done. Like my post, whenever I make a post, it'd be so, so many people coming like, yo, I needed that today. Hmm. I didn't know that, but I just knew that I needed to post this because I'm utilizing my genius through your genius now. Your genius now gets you tapped into the unconscious. I mean, to the um, collective consciousness. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you have to realize we have cultural geniuses that are universally shared across the culture. One of the reasons that, and one of those things is collective consciousness. And when your genius is on point, you can tap into collective consciousness or pull from the ethers a lot better. I realized that I used to get upset with this, with this person. But again, I had to, you know, forgive her or whatever the case may be, because it is what it is. Like she was sitting on a billion dollar idea and then bringing it to the world. And somebody else did. And when I told her, she, she was like, yeah, well, I pulled it from the ether. So you pulled it from the ethers and didn't do nothing with it. That means, see, this is how I look at it. I'm very, very connected. And I like, I, I very, very, I value spirituality, real spirituality as a high. So like when I feel when you, nothing can just come out of the ethers. Everything is in the ethers, but nothing just, you, you have to be, you got to be the motherfucker to be able to pull something out of the ethers. You feel what I'm saying? Not only do you have to be the motherfucker to pull something out of the ethers, you have to be tapped in to be able to go to the ethers to get it. You feel me? So when a new idea comes into the world, somebody went to the ethers to go get it. Somebody went to the ethers to go get it. You feel me? Now, here's an important piece of that. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you why we different. This can sound fucked up, but I'm going to show you why we different. Steve Jobs, he took LSD. Right. LSD is a psychotropic drug. There was a lot of in those hippies times, those 70s, that 70s period, they was doing using LSD and a lot of drugs because they were trying to, you know, sedate the people and fuck them up. But what they did was LSD that it opened the pineal gland. Here's why Steve Jobs took the LSD that he had to take or whatever the case may be, because most Caucasian people have calcified pineal glands it's just by birth. I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. I take that up with nature. Right. Most black people have decalcified pineal glands. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Just take it up with nature. You feel what I'm saying? So when he takes the LSD, it opens him up to where he goes to a place. In the place that he goes, he gets the idea for Apple. And look at where we are today. Prior to Steve Jobs, nothing like the Apple that could like nothing would be what it is right now. But he had to pull something from the ethers. It would have come out of the, the fact that he's seen it. It would have come out of the ethers anyway. Those ideas that you get that don't leave your mind, those thoughts that keep reoccurring since you were six years old, those are ethereal moments. Those are things that you're supposed to, that you pulled from the ether that you have to create. And you wonder why it's not in the world. The reason why I used the pineal gland and going into the ethers and shit like that was because she was like, yeah, she pulled it from the ethers or whatever. Don't get me wrong. Ethers is in a place you have to actually project to. You don't need to take LSD to be able to tap, to be able to access this. You have to be in control of your body and your mind, and you have you can you can go there. You see what I'm saying? Even so, you can have a direct line to it where you don't have to go there. It comes to you. When I tell y'all I download shit, when I tell y'all this shit just came to me and this shit just it is what it is. Here's how I have to operate. I keep the fluid flow open to the genes because I learned so much. This is why I don't miss messages. See what I'm saying? I got such a database of information that I can always draw on something. So when the when the ethereal moment comes down, it has to come down in a space where I can visibly see it. You can only visibly see based off your imagination. Here's what I mean by that. From the ethers, the ethers work like this. So how we look at life right now, we have to look at life as slowing down, not speeding up, right? We look at it from a different perspective. We look at birth and death. We grow and then we die. Nah, life has to slow down, condense for us to go up, and then we have to speed back up, right? So check this out. 
The slowest element is earth. The fastest element is thought. The only thing above thought is the ethers, the ethers. So when we look at the ethereal moment, how it has to come down to us, it comes down, slows down. The ethereal moment slows down to a thought because thought is faster than light. The thought slows down to the speed of light. The light slows down to the speed of sound. Sound is slower than light. Light is 3.0 times 10 to the 8 meters per second square. Sound is 343 meters per second. It's a lot slower, but it's still fast. The sound condenses um, to the, the element of air, right? Air condenses to fire. Fire condenses to water. Water condenses to earth. It slows down. In this, in this, and now, as you watch how we go, things go from like chaotic all the way down to sedentary energy. It's like ice. Ice, water, and steam. These are the you know, phases. So the bridge. So to get between the thought and the ether, those two elements, that's where you have to have your genius at. And your genius has to be fluidly flowing. Now, when your genius is fluidly flowing with an abundance of information, you can pull down an ethereal moment out of anything because now you have a database of things to help you understand what ethereal moment you're pulling down. You ever had pulled down a thought, but you couldn't conjure, you couldn't figure out what it was that you were supposed to do with it because you didn't have enough information to process the ethereal moment. You see what I'm saying? So when Shorty pulled down the ethereal moment, it was like, wow. Once you can pull it down out of the ethers, it's up for grabs if you don't use it. I'm going to use this as an example so we can really put it to perspective. What I did with masculinity, it was never here before. Let's keep it 100. If you've read Sofra 1, 2, and 3, and you look at the world, you look at every conversation about masculinity, anything, it wasn't, it wasn't here. I pulled that from the ethers. It came to me in a deeper way, but my creativity had to be on my, my genius was on such a point that I had a wealth of information. And when it was time to pull something about masculinity out of the ethers, it was fluid. I was able to write that shit, bam, 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 because I had the wealth of information and the experience of life to be able to do it. The reason why I'm using that is because after I wrote So Frail 2, I think his name is David Onita. He, write, he writes The Way of the Masculine Man or some shit like that. When that book came out, everybody was sending it to me, yo, you read this, you read this, you read this, and read this and shit. I was like, damn, just imagine if I didn't use, if I just imagine what it would be like if I didn't pull, just imagine what life would be like for me right now if I didn't pull so frail out of the reality first. Everybody would have been like, yo, you copying this person, this, then the third, blah, blah, blah. It would have been so many different things. On, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I pulled it. What? No. I pulled it first. If I would have left it alone, his book would have came out anyway, but his book came out because it came out of the ethers. If y'all have been rocking with me for a long time and y'all watched the way the social landscapes, the social media land, I pulled a lot of shit out of the ethers. <laughs> a lot of the shit that motherfuckers do right now on social media is some shit that I pulled out of the ethers first. And I don't mean like, I, by pulling it out of the ethers, I'm, the conceptualization to do the thing. Just go back and look at it. I got niggas sitting on couches and podcasts and I don't even sit on a couch in a podcast no more. I don't even do videos on my podcast no more. But the very template and landscape that you see was mine. But it wasn't that it was mine. And everybody like, well, if why you didn't blow up with it? If you didn't, because I didn't have to blow up with it. I put it out of the ethers first. I was in my prime. I used my genius and I had an open portal to something that is allowing you all to function. Respectfully. Respectfully. I I, I and I, I'm gonna attest to that. Like, look at the landscape of where we are right now. Go back to when I did my first videos in 2017. 
that's all you got to do. Everybody else who had a podcast, like Joe Rogan and them, and they were all in spaces where, uh, they were all in spaces where as they're doing the, uh, the podcast is more like in a studio setting. You know, T.I.'s expeditiously, it's all in the studio setting. Most of you, none of these, none of these, none of these places were sitting on couches comfortable <laughs> in the comfort of their own apartments and shit, chilling and, you know what I'm saying? Now, because of what I did, now they created a set off of that. So now these people go in and now they go rent all this other shit. Now I was doing this shit from the crib, bro. I was doing this shit from a crib. And now it's like, oh, we don't look at the camera. We look off into the way like we talking to somebody. They got that shit from me. But it wasn't that they got it from me. I pulled it out the ethers first. You see what I'm saying? I pulled it out the ethers first and I capitalized on it. The reason why I was able to do that is because my genius stayed active because I stayed in my prime. Now, the thing about the prime is that, like I said, it comes to your mindset. If you, when, when you think you can, you can. When you think you can't, you can't. But the thing is, do you understand if can and can is permission or ability? Because now when you get your ethereal moment, now you're in your head and it's like, oh, I got this idea, but can I do it? Now you're not even asking yourself, do I, am I, do I have, like when you say can, you're now battling two points. Do I have permission to do it or do, and now you automatically answer for permission. Well, will, will my job, what will my job do? How does that third like, there's a lot of things that I said, I knew I couldn't do the shit that I do and have a job because it's like, yo, I can get fired for saying certain shit. Imagine that you can get fired for using your genes. Like what if, what if the shit that you're supposed to do is a part of your life's purpose and now some of the shit of your life's purpose violates the very career you work in. Motherfucker, why do I feel unfulfilled? I feel because, bro, you follow the you follow the path. You you try to prove a point. You feel me? You try to go and prove that you were smart instead of using the genius that you had. I look flawless when I do my. I look flawless in everything that I do because I only do the shit that's aligned with my genius. <laughs> you can't have no conversation with me about masculinity. You think you're gonna lead it? I don't, I mean that respectfully. Like you can put me on whatever panel you want. You can bring all the men you want to. You can bring all the alphas. You can bring whatever you want. I will son them all. And I don't mean in the sense of emasculating them, trying to make them, I'm a, you'll see it. You'll, you'll, you'll feel the energy change. You'll feel it change from, from, from peers to, um, I ain't gonna say, you'll see it change from peer level to student teacher in a matter of moments. You'll see how some will just sit back and start listening a little bit more. You see how the ones that want to argue, like, you'll see it, you'll see it. But what you'll never see is that, what you always will see is that who is still standing at the pinnacle. And it's not, no, I've done it already. If you've been in my presence when I'm in, a, in, a, in, a, in an event or something like, you've seen it. You've seen it. Conversation different. Because can't nobody fuck with you when you're in your genius. And now when you take your genius and you enhance that shit by constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly developing, you get to a point where you're flawless. They tell you nobody's perfect. Yes, nobody's perfect when you're trying to do what everybody else is doing. Perfection is easy when it's yours. You can't miss. You can't miss. You see what I'm saying? Because it's how you have to use your genius. Biggest piece of my genius is analysis and deconstruction. I like breaking shit down. I like analyzing shit. I can't take that away from myself. It just so happened that it translated the way it translated and it was masculine and I decided to tell that this is what it was. Nigga, the fuck? You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But my genius allowed me to be able to 
be in a vibrational space to pull shit from the ether. I pull a lot of shit from the ethers, y'all. Y'all hear these episodes, but I pull a lot from the ethers only because I'm open. They give you religion. They give you school. They give you all of these things to make sure you can't pull your shit from the ethers. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Poverty is painful. Poverty is the reason for like people who don't understand what's the difference, what's the realest, the only difference between a wealthy and a impoverished, their ability to use their genius or their desire to use their genius. I know man, motherfuckers in the hood used to laugh because motherfucker, oh, he reading books. Why well, he read books in the hood? Like outside, so niggas didn't know. But using big words, oh nigga, he using college words. Yeah. I got my props for using college words because I was rapping with him. Yo, that nigga smart as fuck. Wait, why is it appreciated when I'm rapping on a beat saying smart words? But if I'm in a regular conversation, this nigga using big college words and shit. Why does it change? Nigga? <laughs> Weirdos. Because, again, it elevates our, our genius. The moment you learn a new, a new word, it opens up a new neuron in your brain. But not only does it open a new neuronal pathway and shit like that, but it takes you down a new rabbit hole. Because now how many times have you missed this word? What is this word associated with? What words can you gain out of this word? It opens up your genius. The moment you learn something new and you feel like, the moment you experience something and your mind starts running and shit, your genius is active. Why do we shut the shit down? Because we tell what we can't do. You daydreaming. I'm not daydreaming. My genius is running and I'm in a cage right now. When children's genius runs, they get quiet as fuck. They don't give a fuck about shit. But the child is still tapped in. This is why I tell y'all, y'all got to get back to the point of restoring your inner child so you can get back to your innocence. Because your innocence, what your innocence is going to do for you, your innocence is going to allow you to get back to when you can see things as good as, as, as they are, not good or bad. Take the duality out of things. You see what I'm saying? Bring them back to singularity, bring them back to divinity. But it allows you to get back to that point. But when you learn how to see things as are, you can restore your innocence and get back to the point where you can tap into your genius again. Because the moment your innocence is destroyed, you're not big aside of looking at life. Is life going to be good or life going to be bad? How do I have to force it? That's a bad thing because if you're trying to force life to, if you're trying to see the good in life all the time, you're going to have a bad life. This is not to say if you're trying to see the bad in your life all the time, you're going to have a good life. No, that's not the case. But I'm just saying the universe works in balances. That's why you got to be able to walk both. Your genius allows you to see that. So there's moments when I could do some fucked up shit that will, will appear fucked up, but it's not fucked up because it's in alignment. I get it. I got to deal with the consequences of what comes of it, comes of it, but it is what it is. When you tap into using your genius and you can really explore that shit, genius is the highest capacity of being able to use your mind. Niggas really be thinking because they got A's in school that they geniuses. It's not. It's not, bro. Because now if you're really your genius, you can keep your composure when you don't know. You ever seen somebody run out of information? Because they thought they knew. They just spewing information and shit. But because they don't have real understanding of what they're talking about, they can't continue the conversation. They can only throw points out. You see what I'm saying? They can't tell you why. You feel what I'm saying? Another part of our genius that gets suppressed is when we ask why and don't get the answer. And then don't go seek the answer. You know how many motherfuckers stop right now? You know, look, if a motherfucker asks you why right now, you're going to go tell them to go do their research. I get excited when people ask me why. You feel me? I say it all the time. Motherfuckers be like, yo, why, why you got to do that? Because, bro, like you asked why. I know what it's like to ask why and not get the answer. I'm going to take you down a rabbit hole. I'm going to make sure that when it's all said and done, you're like, ah. Yep. 
Yep. Because I'm not afraid to use my genius. Another thing to capture genius off is your religion, but we already know that. So you feel me? And that's crazy because now when you realize that your genius, going back to the Greek, which is what we got to go back to when we study religion anyway, you go back to that part. I know your motherfucking ass did not just fuck up my sound, bro. Punk bitch. But anyway, <laughs> when you go back to religion and then you go back to genius and you know that genius means demon, what would you think? Now, when we, <laughs> damn, I fucked it. I should have went on in the floor to say, when we think about, you know what I'm saying, how easy it is to cap somebody off, right? We know that your genius means demon and the religion is given to us to avoid hell and avoid going to a place where demons reside because demons are going to burn in hell. What do you think that really translates to? Because if that is the case, if demons are what they are and they're still synonymous with genius and shit. So that means that they knew at the time when they put this together, that this is what they were going to do. The council of Nicaea knew that they were going to associate this information with this. And now I always say it, your unconscious mind doesn't really, your, your conscious mind is the one that has to decipher shit. Your unconscious mind doesn't. Your unconscious mind knows that a demon is associated with a genius. That's why you unconsciously say I'm battling my demons when your mind is active. Feel me? But they gave us a religion so that way we can avoid understanding what a demon was. Because if we didn't understand what a demon was, we wouldn't be able to use our genius. If we didn't use our genius, we could never be in our prime. And don't forget to check out Pala Cafe Clothing, formerly Just Seen's merch. Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles for Pala Cafe clothing? All right, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Not only in our primes, but, you know, using, being in a whatever prime we want. The prime is basically being of the highest significance, the highest order, the highest degree. So when you're in your prime, it's using your genius to its highest degree. Now all you have to use is your genius. You see what I'm saying? You're competing with yourself when you're in your prime. Like, this is what, it, what, what pisses me off. Like, they say shit like... Prime Michael Jordan in basketball. Prime Kobe in basketball. They make us be in a prime for one thing when we're not. We're not that. But because we spend so much time isolated focusing on one thing and then, you know, you get the money, you get all these things. And it's like you make a career out of this one thing. You never tap into anything else. Your life is full of pivots. It's full of, full of moments that it's like, yo, this, should, this could take you here. This could take you there. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is not to say quit and give up everything. No, this is definitely to say see everything through completion. Your prime, the, the important piece of your prime is making sure that you use your genius to see things through creation, to completion. You feel me? I could have stopped writing the Sofrel series a long time ago. I could have said, fuck it. Sofrel one is done. I ain't going to finish the three. No, I knew three books had to be written. And if you read all three, you know, damn, yeah, three books had to be written. It's a, it's a full circle moment. Once you finish So Frail 3, it makes So Frail 1 make sense, makes So Frail 2 make sense. It adds the hidden pieces that you didn't catch in So Frail 1 or 2 that you, that, that planted a seed that made you wonder, ask the question about, hmm, I wonder about that. Oh, it is clarified here. 
brings it all back. So now if you read it, you understand it had to be done because part of the genius in maintaining your prime is being thorough. Whatever you do, see it through completion. When I did Hidden and Raw, I pulled from the ethers that I was going to do a book in the course. I had to do a book in the course with it. If I wouldn't have did the course, I wouldn't have been complete. And I wouldn't have been able to move on to the next phase of my life. Mastering the market. Mastering the market had to come with being able to do a community. I didn't know the community was going to come, but I knew one-on-ones and all the shit. Something was going to happen in this. But I knew something bigger was going to happen because, like, yo, you got to be able to get your people in and out because they don't have the attention span to learn it over eight weeks. You feel me? started learning that. These are things that to maintain your prime, you have to use your genius continually for the reason you're supposed to be using it for and be thorough with it. You feel me? A lot of us just like to be done. We like to say, okay, I did it. Are you thorough? Are you complete? Are you complete? No leaf is left unturned when it comes to so for real. No leaf is left unturned when it comes to hitting raw. No leaf is left unturned when it comes to mastering the market. Now, inflate with inflation, I keep learning shit. I can't, I don't know. I was just teaching, um, I was just teaching something. I was just in the um, what you call it, in the ewe. We was breaking something down. I was just like, "Hey, bro, let's pinpoint this shit." Because I had to figure out how to do this and save time or whatever the case may be. So I tweaked the charts or whatever, and then tweaking the charts to open up something else. I said, "Yo, we can find the exact moment of which we can do and how we can do double ups and all of this shit." And then I went. I said, "Look, once you find your uh, control currency and your control pair, bam, match and see what they are on a four hour time frame. And now you can use the one hour time frame to catch a double up." I mean, I already knew about the double ups and I already knew how to do it, but showing it to my students in a way that they can see it and they can see it as a function of, hey, if I put this input in, this is the output I'm going to get. Because that's what a lot of people want. I'm going through the hard part to show you how to make this shit simple. Ewe Gang is so beautiful, man. I love it to life because it's like, <laughs> we come in this motherfucker, right? We get numbers. We see, okay, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. And for the next 24 hours, we know what's going to happen and it go and it does exactly that. It's beautiful because it's like nobody has to study. Nobody has to spend months of market research. Nobody has to worry about a stock or a company. It's like, it's all right there. I'm showing you how to do all of that shit right there. And then doing all of that shit right there is beautiful because when people get in, it's like, yo, bro, I didn't, I ain't even been in it a month and I made my money. I know that's the point. I'm not trying to get y'all here for like, I know what it's like to have a small account. I know what it's like to be, to have the pressure on you. And it's like, I got to figure this out now. I don't want y'all to go through that shit no more. I started this shit in 2015, 2016. 2015, 16, I started reading. I was just reading it. But the idea came from me. The idea came to me. It said, yo, trade and invest in Forex. You can, you can do this shit. I said, that, let me tell you how the eat the real moment came, and I'm going to try to wrap it up. This is a marketing story. So, yeah, I might use it as content. So, the year was 2015. I bought this book called investing for beginners. So I'm reading it or whatever the case may be, you know, again, getting a, I get this, I get this download, right? And when I get downloads, a lot of times it's not, it's, it's not some raving shit. Like I stare in the space and blink or no shit like that, but that does happen. So I get the vision, right? It comes in like a little flash and I, but I'll see, I'll either see, see, I like the way the minds work. Cause a lot of people, they get stories and shit. They get the whole detail. I get a flash of an image and I got to figure this shit out. It's like a faint image too. So if you trade Forex right now and you use Forex.com like I do, you know what that little green little circle emblem is that they got? That's the image I saw in 2015. And then I saw Forex with it. I saw the image and I saw the word Forex and I was like, Forex, what the fuck is Forex? I don't know what the fuck Forex is. Forex. Forex. I kept saying it. 
but I was in a mental space to be able to pull Forex out of the ethers because I'm learning about investing and shit. It's 2015. So again, I'm studying stocks and shit. Boom, 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 boom. 2016, I make my first investment. I never forget it. I bought an ETF in silver. I was happy too. I was like, nigga, I bought my first investment. Nigga, yeah, I bought an ETF in silver. And so the next day I'm thinking, yeah, man, I'm about to double that shit up, man. It's about to double up and shit. Because again, when you don't have experience, you can become fanatical. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm about to double this shit up in like two days. And didn't move. Didn't move. <laughs> I say, off that first investment, I made like $5 in two weeks or some shit like that. But that's, you know, I'm, I'm excited. But I'm like, it got to be faster. So that same year in 2016, towards the end of the year, I made an investment in a, stock's called, a stock called PLX. I don't even know what company this is right now. I don't give a fuck. But the stock was $0.09 because I was on some penny stock shit. I started looking at penny stocks. So penny stocks was like, yo, you can make a lot of money with penny stocks, but you got to know what you're doing. I just so happened that it was coincidence and it was beginner's luck, but I hit the right moment. So I bought PLX at $0.09. Cent. I could have lost everything on PLX buying it at $0.09 because it could have dropped down to a penny. Because again, I'm thinking like other people, if I buy the cheap stocks, then... You feel me? If I buy the cheap stocks, then it work. But I didn't realize and these are things that I teach. I teach y'all. There's a difference between the cheap price and the low price. I know because of experience, <laughs> not because of what I read, nigga. I know because of what happened to me. So I bought the cheap price, nine cent for PLX. It just so happened that this was also the low price. So when I bought nine cent PLX, right, I put like eight hundred dollars in there or some shit like that. It went up to like a dollar and nine. But I think I got out of like a, I got out before then. But I had made I turned eight hundred dollars and thirty four hundred dollars. But it went from December to March. I said, this shit got to be faster. I said, I can do this shit faster. I have to be able to do it faster. There's no way you got it. No, Sam said, you can do it faster. So I was like, how do I do it faster? The moment that I asked that question. <laughs> when Pac said, and uh, me against the world, he said, even the genius asked questions. The moment the genius asked the question, it's because <laughs> it's pulling more shit from the ethers. Right. So I asked the question, how can I do this shit faster? The best and the worst decision, best and the worst decision I ever made in my life. Best because of the outcome that it came, but worse because of the ringer that that bitch put me through. Bruh, bruh. But I was thorough because when I went and I made that $3,400, I said, okay, bet. What about crypto? Because crypto was fast. Boom. Crypto was popping. Boom, 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 boom. I was killing in crypto. Crypto killed me too because. Crypto was where I learned to play defense. Stock market was when I learned that my offense was good. I didn't even have an offense, but I knew I had a jump shot. Let me say it like that. I'm going to put it like in this metaphor. My first stock that I, that I banged on, I made $3,400. Now, in addition to that, I also had another stock called Renova that was $0.08, cents and it went the other way. Lost it. You feel what I'm saying? Again, cheap ain't low. So, again... Once I made that 3400 I turned 800 $3,400. I was like, oh, that's a jump shot. Nigga. Oh, I can shoot. I can shoot. I can play, but I can shoot. But because I could shoot, I thought I could play until I got on a motherfucking court. Now I'm playing big. Now I'm doing Bitcoin. Mm, run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. I'm playing offense. 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 Defense kicks in, and you need to have defense. That shit's go pew. And it goes red quick. Now I'm freaking out. And now I'm like, wow, how do I? And then I learned Forex. No, mind you, before I even learned Forex. So now, uh, matter, matter of fact, before I even got in the stock. So the Forex was 2015. So then when I started my MLM, I'm doing a demo with somebody. Like I'm going over trying to recruit somebody for MLM. He's like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get into Forex. I was like, Forex? And it just kind of caught me. And I was like, I know that word. 
I'm like, tell me a little bit about Forex. I'm supposed to be telling him about the business, trying to recruit him, but I'm trying to learn about Forex. He like, yeah, Forex is, you know, if you, bam, 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 he said, so he's like, you should look into it. So I started looking at the Forex and I said, oh, it's how currencies play against each other. Word, boom. So it stayed in the back of my mind. I'm gonna say, if you're in EWE, you'll know exactly why I do this at this moment when I tell the story. So, um, so it's in the back of my mind. So now, Fast forward, now we get to the 3400 and shit like that. So then now I'm playing it and I'm like getting Bitcoin and all this shit. Bitcoin kill me. So now I'm like, damn, how do I learn this shit? I said, what do I need to do to learn it? Then Forex came back again. It just came to me. It was like, oh, let me look up Forex. So I started looking up Forex and I was like, oh, this is currencies trading against each other. Okay, okay. So it's offense and defense. You got to learn how to play both sides. Boom. I went in and I locked in. This was Now, my, by this time, my first trade paid off. My first investment paid off in 2017. So this is about 2017 when I'm like, okay, bet I'm winning this shit. By 2018, that's when that hit happened. Major hit. Bitcoin started plumping. I didn't know about the drops, none of that shit. So I'm like, all right, bet. So by 2018, that's when I'm like, yo, let me let me dive into Forex for real, for real. When I went into Forex, I learned what a currency was doing. As I'm studying Forex, this is when I knew I was going to make master in the market. As I'm studying Forex and shit, I'm watching and I'm looking at the U.S. dollar. One day I'm just happening to look at the U.S. dollar and I'm like, hmm. I'm looking at, I think I was trading Aussie U.S. dollar. And I looked at the other side of the pair and I was like, hmm. I went to the stock market and I said, hmm. The fuck does the stock do? And I looked at the stock and I realized there's nothing on the other side of the stock. It's just a stock name. And I was like, bruh, the stock is balanced off the U.S. dollar. So it's still like a fucking trade. It was that moment that I started to dive in and go into correlation. If you understand correlation now, you know how powerful it is. It took me five years to get to correlation how it is right now because I started in 2018. Started doing the work to learn about correlation and shit. But if you know how how raw correlation is, you see why I pulled that out the ethers. Now, again, it's about being thorough. When you pull something out the ethers, the genius requires you. Your prime requires you to see something to completion, to its absolute completion. I wanted to be the best investor and trader that I could possibly be in Forex was the only way that I could get to it. The crazy part about it is that the higher ups know that Forex is the only way to go. That's why in that moment when the Forex thing happened and the scandal, that's why nobody's in Forex anymore. Forex is its own market now and they let Forex die down because nobody's going to want to teach it because everybody's traumatized from it because nobody knew how to teach the defense. And nobody knew the importance of understanding that if you understand Forex, you understand the families that control the world. When you understand Forex, you understand how to move your money in your market. There's a reason why in the stock market you never see DJA slash USD or Apple slash US dollar. They never tell you that it's going against the US dollar. One, because it's understood because it's a part of the economy. So when you know Use Forex to know what the U.S. dollar is doing. You will never miss in the stock markets. I promise you. At the time of this recording, shout out to uh, shout out to Ewe. Um, I don't want to give his government name because you know we don't do no shit like that. But one of my Ewe members, um, he held it. I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad though, because he held a trade and he made 850 percent in the stock market. 850 percent. 850 percent. That's nothing. When I, I know it's a lot, but I say it's nothing when you know what you're doing. You expect that to happen when you know how much time. It's just a matter of waiting for the time. I was mad because I got out at 
because I got my own set of rules. I'm, I'm a type of motherfucker, get in, get out, right? Will I see it in the future? Yeah, but I don't like to go forward that long. So I was going to hold it, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't going to, you know what I mean? I got my 150, I got 150% off my move. So I was like, it is what it is. He got 850%. We all win. I'm happy because my student, at the, well, you in the EWE, you ain't my students no more, you my peers. But I'm happy because somebody that I rock with did it too. Not only did it, it has a skill set to know why it worked. That's what genius is. That's what it is to move to your prime. I don't get mad when people tell me Forex is a scam. I don't get mad when people, I am not trying to convince you of shit. I'm trying to show you what I know how to do and what I actively do every single day. Whether you want to fuck with me or not, that ain't got shit to do with me. I've already mastered it. I've already sold it. I already put my genius all through the motherfucker. But once I learned how the fucking currencies work and I realized that it's a bigger game than people think, it, it became easy. Now people are like, yo, what you going to invest? I don't invest in shit. I do options, bro. And I do perfect options because now I know how to get the right option. It's like, yo, how did you make 1100%? I knew what to pick. 1100%, 1200%. Like these numbers are real, y'all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it. Like my students get these numbers too. I'm not saying it because it's, it's something that's, no. When you know the game, when you know exactly how to do it, it works. And when you're thorough in what you pull out of the ethers. Now imagine. Hmm. I got a, I'm going to say this and I'm going to really wrap it up for real, for real. So I got a homie, one of my first one-on-one -on -one students. She no longer works again because she just relies on the markets. If I would have never stayed consistent. Now, this is a trick. Now, this is, I'm opening bigger doors for this because now she's able to retire, focus on her own thing. You know what I'm saying? She focused on her own thing. She got all her degrees and shit still. Now she can focus on her kids. She can focus on everything. Now she's teaching this to her kids too. Her kids aren't even in college age yet, and they have the skill. When they go to college, this was my whole plan for all of our people. Oh, we gonna go to college, but I was like, I should. I, I was mad. That I didn't know. I didn't go to college with a skill set to flip money. That's the only thing I was mad. Legally flip money, because my refund checks were so big. You feel me? Now it's like I ain't gonna hold you. I'm encouraging my kids to take out loans when they go to college. I'm not gonna tell them, "Hey, yo, take out as little as possible." No, max that bitch the fuck out. Max that bitch the fuck out because you have a skill set. Your father has a skill set that he's given you that you can use. That you can use. You can leverage this money. You can pay all of this shit back before you even finish. If you even have to take it out. <laughs> but the point that I was making was that is now I'm seeing that happen. She's teaching it to her children her, and they're getting it and they got it. Imagine how fluid they are when they're legal enough to do it. When they're 18 and they can, hey, I can open up my first account. Now I'm opening up my first account. My mom, she's going to bless me with whatever. Boom, put this in the money. Now, I don't have to touch shit else for the rest of my life. Because I understand a bigger system. You see what I'm saying? If I would not have moved to my prime or utilized my genius correctly, if I would have just stuck with that thought and let it go, none of this shit would be here right now. Would master in the market have come into the ethers at some point? Yes, I say that because look at the, the 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 if we look at the culture, we look at who's running the the markets and who's running the the investing side, or whatever. Like we talk about investor, nobody's talking about forex because they're scared of it. Everybody talks about the defense. Everybody talks about the offense. They'll admit they losses. We don't lose much in the e because we don't get in when it's losing. And if we do lose in the e we lose little. And then we make back what we lost that same moment. You see what I'm saying? Because we know how to play both sides. Now, 
had it would would master in the market have come into the world Poss- possibly so but if it would have come into the world and, and didn't come from me i can't say whether or not it would have been the same thing would it have led to an inflate with inflation committee no because you got to think about it too i pulled this out of the ethers in 2015 2016. in 2023 i'm the only one that's still teaching forex in our community It wouldn't have made it because the people that pulled it out didn't have the drive that I had, the genius that I had, the the prime to go through the ringer that I had. Nobody was willing to lose like I lost. Nobody was willing to figure out why the fuck they was losing like I lost. They just said, this ain't for me no more once it tanked. Oh, no, I got to figure out how to play. <laughs> fuck y'all. I got to figure out how to play, my nigga. Like, I'm sorry. That was my thing. I don't give a fuck how much I'm losing right now. I'm going to figure out how to play this motherfucking game. I'm going to figure out how to play this game. I'm going to figure out how to play this game so motherfucking well that every time I step on the court, I'm going to make a shot. Every time I step on the court, I'm I'm going to I'm going to win. That's how that's how fluent I wanted to get with it. Then I wanted to get so raw that I had to teach. Now, goes in having to teach people. I had to learn how to teach people. I can tell you all day long what you can do in the stock market, but I had to teach you how to understand it. I had to talk to you a certain way. I got to break it down a certain way. There's a lot of shit that goes into using your genius and getting into your prime. So make sure that when you're using that, don't suppress that shit, bro. Let that shit go, but be thorough with your shit and come out on the other side complete. So I'm going to go ahead and end there because this shit is long as hell. But go ahead and kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And our sons, our sons, our sons, our natural fucking geniuses, stop making them use their genius only for sports, bro. Please, 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 please. I knew so many homies that were equally as smart as me, smarter than me, that put me on a game, but they were scared to fucking think because it made them look soft. I didn't care because I didn't give a fuck. Like, you feel me? I didn't I didn't care about being smart. I didn't care about looking smart because of the way I channeled it. When I rap, niggas was like, it gave me the pass and shit. But our sons, man, they can they need to be able to know that they can use their genius beyond entertainment. Teach them how to use their genius beyond entertainment and understand that. Your prime is just a function of how well you're utilizing your genius for a specific thing. You can be in your prime in anything. I got several primes in my life. I got my college prime. I got my high school prime. I got my Philly prime. I got my Cali prime. I got my shit hell. I got my social media prime. I'm walking into another one of those. I got my music prime. I got a whole bunch of primes because I had to realize that your prime is when your genius is at its highest potential. Don't let our boys extinguish that shit. You feel me? Teach them how to use it, bro. Teach them how to use it, man. I'm telling you, a a black boy using his genius is amazing. I'm proof, but I'm telling you, I see it all the time. Like I knew homies who 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 can flip like gym like gymnasts, but never took gymnastics class. These niggas learn from flipping on the fucking ground. How many times you break something? None. I croaked a couple times, man, and fucked up my head and shit. But it got to a point where. I knew the dude who can do a, you know, you remember on, um, if y'all seen it, bring it on when they was, they told her to see like roundhouse, backhand twist, land out, stay out, all of that shit. I never forget this moment. This shit was hilarious to me. If we had, if we had social media, if we had TikTok at this time or reels or whatever, somebody would have recorded that video and they would have put that skit on it and put the exact movements on that shit because he started from one end of the gym. Now, mind you, he's in some Air Force Ones, some Jabot jeans and a tall blue tee because he was cripping. Tall white tees. Can't believe we used to wear those. This was 2005, maybe? 2004, 2005? I think I was in... No, 2004, because I was freshman freshman in high school. 
freshman high school. Dude started on one side of the gym. This is during PE, first fucking period. Nigga, who wakes up in the morning and flips this much? You feel him? And he's fully clothed. He didn't have to stretch. He didn't have to warm up. He didn't have to take nothing off. He got on Jordan. He got on his forces. He got on some Jabot jeans and a tall blue t-shirt. He said, hey, y'all watch this. Goes from one side and he does the exact flip sequence that the girl from Bring It On did during her trial. We were just looking like, bruh, it's, it's 805. Who the fuck? Bruh. You didn't even stretch. We didn't even, we didn't do, we just walked into the gym. I know. He flipped from one side of the gym to the other. He did a roundhouse, backhand twist, twist front flip, layout. Right? He did the whole shit to the other side. And we were just looking like, dog, his genius was intact. His genius was intact. He knew that he could flip. He knew, he was the, he, he was so gifted in the shit that he did, like naturally as a person, like he was the first person I ever seen ride a willy. Like, I know they do it all the time in Philly, but in North Carolina, you just different. He, I seen him ride a wheelie for eight blocks. I was like, how you do it? You feel me? You just, you just, you just do it. You feel me? When your genius is intact, there's no limitation to what you do and you figure out how to do the shit right. Simple. Make sure our boys keep that intact. Please, and make sure they do it beyond uh, sports and entertainment. And make sure that while they're trying to do it in academia, they do not limit themselves. They still got to know who they are, still got to know how far they can go. You feel what I'm saying? Keep that in our sons because that is what changes the world. Because once our genius is intact, that's what we make our respect. When, you're, when you utilize your genius, respect comes to you. And that's what we're looking for in this world anyway. Respect is to men, what love is to women. When our boys start being respected, the women change because the women now are going to be protected because now I value something. I have a genius that I have used to value something. Now I can gravitate towards the women I'm supposed to be with. Now I will protect those women because I value them because I value myself and I value what I create. Keep that extinguished, man. The world can change if we just respected the genius of a black boy and let him keep that shit, bro, and use it to his highest capacity and reach his prime. Feel me? We got to make sure our boys reach our prime like Nas did. So I'm going to go ahead and end it there for real, for real. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'm going to see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.